Hello, welcome to episode number 36 of the TV show, the first one we have ever attempted without our main host, Jay Black, who currently is making a lot of money on a cruise ship to Iceland. That's (laughs) where I want to be. Yeah, right. And uh, he is there with a lot of uh, elderly types telling jokes and making a lot of money. So we are trying this. Gail Cataldi is our engineer this morning. <laughs> Rhea Hughes is there. Rhea, how are you doing? Hello. All right. We got a lot of ground to cover. I just want to start by saying this. Well, we started this podcast almost a year ago now. I wanted to do it for one reason, because I watch a ton of TV. Yes. And I see stuff that I really love. Yes. And how do I get to tell other people, especially once I've left the radio show? Well, this is how we do it. And I'm happy to say that in all the weeks, I have discovered something that is the best thing that I have seen in the 36 weeks we have done this. Wow, okay. I am, t- I am guaranteeing you when you watch this, you'll be spellbound and overwhelmed. <laughs> but that's a little later in the show. Okay. Let us start with Just a, to let you know, uh, Angelo, it is a wine Wednesday. <laughs> yes, Rhea has the wine out, although I don't think we're video today, but we will be video soon again. Okay. I promise you that, although you're not missing that much in my case, but a lot with Rhea. Anyway, <laughs> so let us start. One of the things I want to deal with that continues to puzzle me as somebody who's watched TV his whole life is how bad network programming has become. And what really got me to think about this was the show Accused on Fox, because it is terrific. And I watched all 15 episodes since it started. The first episode was with Michael Chiklis from The Shield. And that's why I watched it. I thought he was in all of them. He's only (laughs) in one. (laughs) But it got me. And I have watched it. Do you know it's based off of a BBC show? Oh, is it really? It is. So uh, I want to watch it, but I'm going to watch the BBC one first. (laughs) But yeah, it's originally... A lot of America's great shows are actually based off of British shows. But yeah, this one's based off of a British show. What is it with the British and crime? They love crime stuff. Well, here, because I'll tell you why. Because they, you know, they're, I mean, I don't want to get into a political thing. Right. But there are not a lot of guns in London, in, in England. Oh. Because they're, uh, they're, you know, they're illegal. So they can't do shows that are just based off of, Let's spend 20 minutes of it in a shootout. They have to develop characters and content. So it's why their shows are so good because there's very few shows, and it's probably why I do watch it, um, that involve a lot of overt violence. It's more about the story. Well, you know what what, what I'm learning is that British TV may be better than ours. And I'm also (laughs) learning that they have many fewer guns. So mm-hmm. I am keeping open my options of a move if the election <laughs> doesn't go great. But I'm not being political. All right, here's right. what I want to get into, though. The fact that there is a great network TV show, Accused, yeah. why can't they offer good programming now on the networks? Do you have a theory, Rhea, as to why most of it yeah. is awful? Well, some of it, I, I'm not going to say, not all of it is awful. Like Abbott Elementary, I know it's not your genre. Oh, no, Abbott's it's, pretty good. You're right. It's probably more my genre because I have a child who, you know, has just about to graduate from eighth grade. 
having entirely gone through public school in Philadelphia and South Philly. So it does speak to me. Um, and, I, and I think the acting is phenomenal and they have great people. But I, I realized that there's a, there's a network show I like, two of them actually, but I didn't realize that they were network shows because, so there's a show called Will Trent. It's an ABC show. Yeah. Now, Will Trent, have you seen it? I've seen uh, promos for it. The guy is weird. He looks Well, he, he is very, well, see, this is why it's different. So it's based off of an, of an author that, I, that I've read, uh, Karen Slaughter. Now, I stopped reading her years ago because her serial murders just got a little bit too much for me. Like, I was like, okay, but this was a new character. The reason he's weird is because he um, he's a detective in the Georgia Bureau of Invest GBI, but he's a he's dyslexic, and um, and he grew up in a group home, a foster home. So that's kind of what makes. It, I love the show. The no. characters are in a good. But no. what I realized, so I, I I realized I found it on Hulu. I was not even looking on because I don't watch regular TV. So I did a little investigation. ABC has a deal with Hulu. So what they do is the day after the Will Trent show is on on Tuesday nights, it's available on Hulu. So what people are doing like me, I can go a couple weeks without watching it. And then I binge like three or four shows without ads. So, yeah. Alaska Daily, which has um, why am I blanking her name? Uh, Million Dollar Baby. Who was the star in that? Um, oh, I know who you mean. She's great. Oh, she, oh, she's Clint oh God, good. Um, Hillary. Um, yeah, no. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Right. I it's, it's she's a, a great author. She's a great journalist who uh, gets bad information and kind of gets shipped to Alaska. Mm. Also, I believe an ABC show, but it's on Hulu. I'm finding good network shows that are getting life on streaming because I'm not going to network shows. So right. there are some good ones because you pointed out, Ange, you're right. NCIS, you know, all, all those. It's I like stopped thriving. watching those years ago because I'm bored. It's it's formulaic, but I think it works with an, maybe an older audience. I don't know. Here's what I'm, here's why I know they're too lazy on networks now. They got whole <laughs> nights that they dedicate to Chicago. Chicago yeah. Fire, Chicago yeah. Med, Chicago PD. There's a whole night of FBI stuff. Yes. There's a, all these NCSIs and yeah. CSIs. And all. There's so much of that stuff now. Just do a great show. Yeah. You are losing. See, we're in the middle of a writer's strike, and I can understand why they're frustrated because the only thing the networks seem to want now is cookie cutter. They just want the same themes in a different setting, and I think here's the best example I can give you. Do you know the name Billy Gardell? Do you know who that is? I only know him because when we did our shows at Borgata, he was there one weekend. That's and you right. know, when we're at Borgata outside the yeah. Gypsy Bar, they always flash on those flashing things. And I was like, okay, I knew him. And I know the show you're talking about is, is Somebody Loves Abishola. What is it, Billy? Uh, uh, Bob Hart's Bob. Abishola. Abishola. I remember... I just saw the previews and I went, this show is awful. awful. But this guy's really funny. That's the point. That's yes. exactly the point. Rhea, Billy Gardell is a first-rate stand yep. comic. Just yep. like a guy, I don't know if you remember him, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> no, Seinfeld. See, I, see, you and I have always disagreed. Yeah. I saw Jerry stand up at it's the beginning. Great. It's not that great. Right. He's his not that great. TV show was better than his stand-up. Way better. But 
they based his TV show on what he did on stage and made it better. Yeah. Billy Gardell is a first rate stand up. Before this show, he had Mike and Molly with uh, uh, really great. Oh, who's that woman? She's phenomenal. Oh, God. I can't um, think of her right now. I'm blanking Maureen, on her. Maureen something. A Maureen something. But anyway. Oh, she's, she was in Bridesmaids. Yes. She's yes. great. And she's he's phenomenal. Great. And his shows stink. And I'm trying to understand why funny people in the past, not just Jerry Seinfeld, Paul Reiser, Mad About You, great show. Everybody that was a great show. Raymond, uh, Ray Romano, great yep. show. The, why can't they do what they did before with comedy? I don't understand the networks. And this leads to the next part of this. Yep. And it's now, I just got this stat this morning, Rhea. For the past 12 years, the number one show on yeah. network programming is Sunday Night Football, yes. right? And the fact is that the last bastion of big numbers in network TV is sports. It's and I'm looking at that and I'm going, all right, so here's the thing. Back in the old days, yes. MASH, Friends, ER, they all got bigger numbers yeah. than football. What changed? Reality TV. That's what I think yeah. it is. So you got reality TV, which started back in the day. You always loved American Idol. I never loved it because it's reality TV, but it was scripted. The reason why sports is so massive is it's reality TV that is completely unscripted. Now we can say the officials play into it. You know, they've uh, they've screwed the Eagles on giving them a Thursday night game after a Sunday night game, all that stuff. Sports is unscripted. We don't know the outcome. Right. And that's why it's the one show you can watch every week. If you just watch the Eagles, if you just watch Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, you don't know the outcome. And that's and gamblers. Answer. Let's not let's not that's be, you know, right. gambling Here's is a massive real, part of our culture. Here's the big question. And it's funny that we're talking sports the first week. Jay's not <laughs> shocking. Not. Here's the thing. All right. Is sports more entertaining now? than it was when regular programming beat it. Is it actually better now, or did everything else just get worse? Well, here's what I think. I think it's better because back in the day, we didn't know the people. You always knew the quarterbacks, okay? Everybody knows the quarterbacks. Now we know all the other players. Wide receivers are crazy. D-backs are crazy. You know, you we've gotten to know that how important the offensive line is. So you've gotten to know, it, it's like we've gotten to know stars on a network show. Yeah. You now know the stars on the football field. So everybody's kind of involved in that. So I, I think that's uh, the difference. All right. And you being the expert on kids on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Does your son watch as much sports <laughs> as you did when he was your age? Because that'll tell you the future. Are they getting hooked now? Does he watch as much as you did? No, and here's what I'll tell you. And you've known this. I, I, I've I raised a son, unfortunately, and I think it's me because I'm a lunatic when I watch games. And I think that, that that's a bit of a drawback. What he will watch are the Eagles. He will watch the NFL. The rest of them on Sunday, it's Mother's Day. We had game seven for the Sixers. He goes, oh, hell no, I'm not watching that. He literally walked away. He goes, I am not watching. He goes, so explain to me the elimination game. And, you know, because he knows basketball. He's watched basketball. 
And I said, if they lose, they're done. He goes, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. He he only watches the NFL. But he you may have in- ruined it. You may have I, ruined him for sports. Well, no, but here's why. And here's yeah. where I think the other leagues don't get it. The reason why Clark can get invested in the Eagles prior to this year, it was 16 games. It's only 17. Mm-hmm. If they make it to the Super Bowl, you know, it's maybe 19, it's maybe 20. The investiture that Clark has to put into it is not that big. He knows it's one game right. a week, you know, so I, I think where the other leagues don't get it. I said to Clark, I said something about the Phillies. We're watching a game and some horrible play. He just happened to be sitting next to me. And he goes, oh, my God, that's terrible. And I said, it would be terrible, except there's like 140 games left in the season. And they will actually, by the time they end, Clark, you will be in high school. And he goes, then why should I care now? It's exactly what he said to me. And I went, here's a 13-year-old who goes, why do I care now? They're going to have to shorten the seasons. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Except for football. Uh, well, look, if you want to email us, you know how to do it. We don't know how to read them because Jay's in Iceland. But we would like to get your feedback <laughs> on whether you watch a lot of network sports, uh, network shows, yeah. and do your kids watch as much sports as we did? Because my theory is that Rhea's son is not an outlier, that there are a lot of people with a lot more different options on what to do and not wanting to make that big an investment in time. And since we're talking kids, why don't we just swing right over to the teen segment? Rhea, what do you got for us this week? So here's here's an interesting show. Now, I didn't think I would like it, but, you know, Clark and I try to find something that we'll like. And so we watched The Good Place uh, starring Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. Now, I said to Clark, I said, Ted Danson is, going back to the top of the show, he's a network sitcom star. Yes. That's what he does. I mean, I, I I don't know. Am I missing, like, the great movie he's done? Like, yeah, I think of well, Ted Danson, and I go, sitcom star, right? Right. Oh, he's a, uh, so, Three Men and a Baby was his big Oh, hit. yeah, he was, no, that was, but that, what was that, 30 years ago? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, so this is, it's kind of fun. So, uh, Kristen Bell she uh it's basically a story about where she dies and she goes to this place i'm assuming it's considered like a purgatory and she meets with ted danson who basically tells her she's in a place it's called the good place where they decide if they're i guess going to move up to heaven you know if you believe in that but what she realizes is she shouldn't be there because she kind of lived a really (laughs) crappy life she was selfish all that. So it's Clark kind of found it amusing that she has to spend the, we watched a couple episodes lying about the fact that she probably shouldn't be there. Wow. Because Ted Danson is there to, you know, to, to usher her through and there's other people in this whole good place. And so they kind of realize there's like two of them are realized they should not be there. So the, the fun in it is that she's now, after she's died, trying to become a better person because she realizes she doesn't want to go to hell. So it's fun. There's some good characters in it. But when Ted can we Danson, see it? Uh, oh God, um, it's I believe it's on Netflix. I mean, I wrote it down here. Yes, it ran for four seasons, 2016 right. to 2020, and can be seen on Netflix. But it's just got there is a huge twist. I don't want to give it away. Yeah, I know about there's it. a twist that Clark and I did not see coming. But it's just kind of fun. Like you, we all think about, all right, when we die, are we going to heaven or hell? Do we got a shot 
I think, Ange, you and I are both hoping for the shot at Purgatory. Right. And we can convince them they should move us upstairs. It's my only hope that there'll be some uh, some uh, paperwork mistake that'll get me. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's my, what this was. It was really a paperwork mistake. But it does have a big twist in it. You're right about that. Yes. And uh, just to make me look bad, Rhea has selected for her team corner this week a network show, which I just backed. <laughs> Thank you for that, Rhea. Rhea, in Britain television, British TV, what do we like? So here's a, here's one. Here's what's interesting about this. I had watched this a couple of years ago during the pandemic, and it's called The Missing. The reason I kind of circle back around to it Good. is the guy. It's not the show you're thinking about, Angela. No, this is an internet. This is a British show. So, um, and it's on. Uh, it's on Stars now. When I watched it a couple of years ago, it was originally on Prime or uh, Prime and Netflix. The the star of it was this Jean Baptiste, who's a French detective who finds missing kids, missing families. For some reason, I had only watched the missing season two a couple of years ago. When I realized Baptiste was coming back, I said, oh, I love the show. So I went back and watched it. I don't know why I didn't watch season one. I will watch it. The missing season two, Angelo, you will love it. Yeah. It is so phenomenal. It got a 96 rating by the critics and a 91 by the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. What it is, is it's eight, um, it's eight episodes. It's a woman stumbles out of a forest in Germany and announce it's all British. So it's totally, you don't have, I mean, you know, you can put the, um, you put the, you know, the, the captions on if you want and says she's uh, Alice Webster who had gone missing 11 years before off of a British army base that operates out of Germany. She mentions a name when she's recovered in this town. She has, she has appendicitis. So she announces she's Alice Webster, but says her contact name is Sophie Giroux, which is how they bring in the detective because it's the famous case he never solved. It's so phenomenal. It deals with families who are devastated by a missing child, how they never recover from it. You know, it's almost like a child dying. They never recover from it. But there are twists in this. It involves all of a sudden you're in Iraq and the British, are, you don't understand how soldiers in Iraq factor into this, the twist and turns in this impeccably acted. You'll be on the edge of your seat by the time the last episode comes, right. I guarantee, but you know, missing children, uh, this child went missing when she was around 11 or 12 and comes back. The family's not sure she's actually the missing child because right. it's I, 11 years later. Can I start on season two? Like you did. Here's what I did is I started on season two. They reference a couple of times Jean Baptiste episode one's deals with a missing child, like younger. Yeah. So I am going to go back and watch it. I already know the actors in it. They're phenomenal. So I will tell you about that next week. But for some reason during the, you know, during the pandemic, we were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I watched this and was riveted to every eight episodes. The problem is it's on stars. You have to pay for it. But you can pay, I believe, for the whole season. It's right. not that expensive. I want to say 7 or $8. Sounds phenomenal, Rhea. Uh, let me give you what I got this week because okay. it is the reason I'm doing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I watched it last night. It has gotten some publicity, but not nearly as much as it deserves. It is a documentary called Still, and it is on Michael J. Fox and Michael J. Fox. Oh. 
And the reason I was hesitant to watch it is I didn't want to feel sad. Yeah. My son Neil said, Dad, you got to see this. You're not going to believe how great this is. And I'm telling you, I have seen thousands of documentaries in my life. This is in the top five, if not at the very top. It is brilliantly done. It is actually done by the director's Davis Guggenheim, who is most famous for the very famous documentary, An Inconvenient Truth, the Al Gore climate change. Oh, wow. Okay. The mid 2000, uh, 2005, around there. They have found a way to tell this story, incorporating actual scenes that Michael J. Fox was in, both on TV with his big hit family ties and yep. in all his great movies, especially his best one, Back to the Futures. They have done such a brilliant job of recreating scenes in his life without it looking like a cre- recreation at all. It is so intricate and brilliant. You're going to see. Let me just give you a few of the things you're going to see. that are He's so beloved, Angelo. I think people will love this. He really is. I mean, besides the sitcom, it's it's Back to the Future. People love him. I just got to tell you how great this is. He he meets, they show you the scene in Family Ties where he meets his wife. Yeah, Tracy Tracy Pollan, right? And he tells the story and it's phenomenal. You get to see in where he was at. He left uh, Canada when he was a kid, 18, moved to Hollywood with no money, quit high school, was eating jelly packets smuckers (laughs) jelly packets to stay alive all right and then he he they finally gave him he somehow won this part on family ties he knocked it out of the park from day one and then he gets a shot at back to the future because eric stoltz who was the original marty mcfly they fired him after five weeks hated him he couldn't do comedy yeah. They needed comedic elements in Back to the Future, one of my top five movies of all of time. I love it. And, and then they get to when he begins to find out in 1990 that he's got Parkinson's. And that they, early? Rhea, this was the best part, most interesting. They show you in his movies how he hid it because wow. he had a tremor in his hand. And he, he illustrates for you how he was hiding it even in pure sight where you could see it it is so fantastic wow he's and then they get into years? Uh, this man is as inspiring as any man i've ever witnessed yeah. in my life because through this all 33 years with this disease normally wow. people get it in their 70s he got it when he was 29 he has raised over two billion dollars for parkinson's research wow. and he is i'm telling you Rhea, this is not padded. The whole thing is one episode, okay. one hour, 34 minutes. And I guarantee you, Gal, come here for a second. Gal, just tell <laughs> how good was the uh, Michael J. Fox documentary last night? Oh, wow. It was amazing. It, um, he's so strong. I, right. I think I would have yeah. jumped off a bridge. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> he just, he's, he's very inspiring. And, and let me just say that uh, the last shot in it, I'm not going to give it away, the last shot get rid of it it's still in my brain 12 hours later i can't believe you i didn't realize they had it when he was 29 29 and and that's unusual isn't it unusual he said to the doctor 
This can't be possible. It doesn't happen to somebody my age. Do you understand? I'm a chosen one at the time, Ria. Nobody's he's the he's only, a, he's a massive star. He had the number one television show, Family Ties. At the very same time, he had the number one movie, Back to yeah. the Future, and number two movie, Teen Wolf, all out in the same time frame. No one's ever done that. That's how wow. big he was. This is so great. It's called Still. It is available right now on Apple TV. And I was going to get into the writer's strike at every go, but I don't want the last thing I need to do is so Jay Wright, uh, Jay, Jay Black say to me, You ran over when I've been ha- yelling at him. <laughs> so we'll do more with the writers next week. We'll do more real. Tell us more about the missing. And uh, we got a whole bunch of other great stuff. I thank you all for being a part of the team. Wait, can I say one thing before you yes. hang up? Yep. I'm actually thrilled to be doing a show just with you. Really? I'm super excited. Well, I got to admit, Rhea, uh, it's the first time I've hosted anything in, uh, in uh, 33, you know, three and a half months. You only sent there. me 2,500 pages of prep. I, I'm definitely rusty. That's what I've come for. <laughs> anyway, let me review what we got. Yeah. The uh, Accused is on Fox and now available on Hulu. Um, the Good Place is on Netflix. The Missing is on Stars. And here's the one, man, just set aside an hour and a half, still on Apple TV, one of the best documentaries I have ever seen. Thank you all for listening to us this week. Have fun in Iceland, Jay. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Rhea, great job. Terrific. Oh, my God. So we went too long. I don't know. I had to cut out the last thing, but you know what? You carried me again. You haven't forgotten how to do it. Oh, stop. Thank you, Rhea. Quick question. Have you yeah. seen Air, the Ben Affleck? Oh, we, we went to the movies. It's the only movie we've gone to. Oh, you to. went to the great. movies? Did you like it? It's great. It's great. I, I liked it. Ooh. I didn't love it. Really? What didn't I, you like? I th- Listen, I thought Ben Affleck as yeah. Phil Knight, I loved him because he was goofy. Yeah. Matt Damon, uh, it wasn't no. working for me. It's I just...